On episode 563 of Android App Addicts, we discuss life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness, Android apps, and fish, plankton, and protein from the sea. Hey, hey, Podnotians, welcome to Android App Addicts, episode 563. My name is Dork Dork Geek. I'm joined tonight by Josh. How is everything going, Josh? I'm doing pretty good, Dor. Just uh, living the quarantine dream. So it's been a lot of outdoor work and a lot of uh, child rearing, which has made me appreciate alcohol even more than I used to. I understand. How are you doing? I understand what I'll say. Uh, in a lot of pain, uh, waiting to have surgery. Now they say I'm going to have to wait till at least July to have my shoulder surgery. So, you know, I'm just finding my own ways to self-medicate. Cheers. It's a nice cup. Quite a nice, quite a nice cup. Thanks to a uh, Joe Heck, uh, really nice guy who I did talk to about a week ago. He's doing decent down there in Florida still. Um, before I get too far, I'll say this episode is brought to you by Christian F, a longtime Patreon supporter. Um, Started back in 2016, September of 2016, supporting this network. And if you too would like to support this show, keeping it completely ad-free, you can go to patreon.com slash Android App Addicts, like uh, many others have is the way that I'll put it. Um, uh, I will say Ivor is not feeling well again. Hopefully he will start to feel better here soon. The logic is the quarantine has everyone down except... Ivor said he's been in like a couple years of this. So to him, this is perfectly normal. Yeah, it's disappointing too, because I really like having Ivor around. Um, it's hard to talk so much trash about a single person when they're not. I understand. I understand. Um, and I'll also say uh, really quick, there's two things I want to say really quick. Number one is never forget these words. Whoever said one person cannot change the world, never ate a undercooked bat. Have you ever had bat door? No. No. I'm a first worlder. I barely had snake and alligator. Well, I'm a first world worlder as well, but I, I grew up a bit redneck. So uh, uh, there happened to be a family reunion in Montana that just, uh, it, you need guns, lots of guns, if you're going to be in a family reunion in Montana. And so uh, right. a buddy of mine uh, who shall be unnamed, um, and a cousin of mine who shall also be unnamed took a few of these guns. We were 16 maybe and went camping outside of where everyone else was staying for this family reunion. And we had a campfire one night and all of a sudden you see a shadow flying around and grabbed a 12 gauge shotgun. And yes, I'm not proud of it, but uh, well, I'm proud of the shot, but not proud of the, uh, the actual incident. And then we had watched, um, three amigos and i they had they had roasted bats on there and so we tried to eat the bat wings well the wings seem like they have nothing on them no it was one of the worst experiences of my life actually that's good to know basically maybe. don't do it that's what i'm saying don't do it ah, you don't have to worry about that um but i also have another important message to my neighbors to the north and josh's comrades up there uh a really quick first i'll say this um 
There's two things up in Canada. One is called OAS. One is called CCP. OAS stands for Old Age Security Payments, and CPP means Canada Personal Plan. Uh, this came out on official Canada government letterhead. It said, to help save what's left of the e um, e um, economy, the government will announce next week that the Immigration Department will start de deporting senior citizens instead of illegal aliens in order to lower the OAS and the CPP medical costs. Older people are easier to catch and won't remember how to get back home. Be, um, be sure to send this notice to your relatives and friends so, so, so they will know what happened to you. Um, do you have a link to that? Because that could be very beneficial up here. No, it was just an email, so I can send it to you in email. It was one of those, because you know. The older people have a tendency to still spam everybody they know every time they find something funny on email. Uh, and just to go back to that story I just told a minute ago um, for anyone that is upset about it, I've paid for all of my small animal karma through my life. And I've left disclaimer. Well, that's good, I guess. Um, the one thing I think we have to talk about, just get out in the open, is okay. I'm going to pop this on Josh, and hopefully he's going to answer the right way. I hope. Okay. Josh, is a human life worth absolutely nothing? No. I'm going to go no, Dor. Go, actually, can I phone a friend? Yes, you can. Um, is a human life worth infinite cost, all the money in the world? Yes. Mm. No. What, what, what do you want me to say? Everybody has to draw a line. It, 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 it's like when you're driving down the road, what's supposed to happen is half the people on the road are maniacs driving too fast for you. Half the people on the road are driving. They're, they're like complete jerks because they're driving too slow for you. The dirty secret is you are a jerk and a maniac to everybody else on the road. Um, it's not easy to draw these kinds of lines on when is something right? When is something wrong? And the way that I talked to my son about this was individual privacy versus the uh, communities or the governments or the countries or the states or the providence or whatever, it's greater good. Um, Google and Amazon or, or Google and Apple are like working together on this platform to do self-monitoring in some sense of Bluetooth beacons, what you're coming in contact with. And then if you are diagnosed with COVID, you are allowed to relinquish the data, which is somehow anonymized. And then you'll be able to notify others that you've been in contact with about the COVID kind of stuff. Okay. First off, I'll say it like this. There is no right answer. I'll say this. And the other example I use my son is if you look at a mountain and we all say it's a mountain and I take a one grain of sand off the mountain, is it still a mountain? Yeah. The answer is obviously yes. But if I keep taking off grains of sand, we're probably not going to all agree when is it not a mountain anymore because it's subjective. These kinds of issues, answers are completely subjective. There is no right answer. I'll just put it like this. I am not comfortable letting a government or leaders of industries that can afford all kinds of fines for doing things wrong. I'm not willing to give them that kind of level of information on me. Honestly, without compensation, because if I'm giving them something, I want something in return. Um, 
I will say it like this. Um, on this last uh, security now, Steve Gibson went over in an okay amount of detail. I'm almost shocked at Steve Gibson insisting that Moxie Marlin Spike isn't like right in what he's saying. Um, I'll just say Moxie Marlin Spike is the closest thing we computer lovers have to a true like freedom fighter, like a, a, a true hack the planet kind of guy who's looking out for everybody else and not himself. If he doesn't trust this technology moving forward, I don't see how I can either is what I'll say. Now, and, and if anybody else options to put this on their device, it, more power to you. Just like I'm not going to preach to anybody and say you should never own an iPhone. Even though you should never own an iPhone, I'm not going to tell you that. Use what you like. You know, hope you have fun. I don't know how you feel about that tracking, tracing technology, Josh, but I have, uh, you know, never let a good crisis go to waste is a reality. I watched a really good little Vice documentary too, where they were talking with uh, uh, Snowden maybe three weeks ago. Um, and he was warning that this would be an, a great opportunity for government to reach and overreach. Well, of course, I I agree. And they, I believe that they are. And not to go down that path too far, but as far as as far as the, the Google and, and Apple collaboration, for one, <laughs> that can't be good. And for two, they're creating an API which apps are allowed to use and then people opt in by saying I've contracted COVID. And basically, if you want to know more, listen to the Security Now episode. It, it's an in-depth how the technology works. But they're talking about integrating it into the actual hardware of the phone or, you know, into the operating system of the phone. And that part, I don't, I don't agree with. I cannot, it, it is there. There's, I mean, I don't want to be that guy, but it's George Orwell's 1984. And if somebody listening to this has not read that book, <laughs> read that book and it'll open your eyes to a lot of things that seem to be happening right now. Well, I mean, it's just like idiocracy. If you watch the movie, it seems like it's coming real life into some respects is what I'll say. Um, you know, it, if it was almost like the tile, the Bluetooth, like tile thing that you could put on your keychain to keep track of where your keys are at kind of thing, or your luggage is at, I would feel better with that because then I would be comfortable saying when this is done in air quotes, I can throw that in the trash. If it's on your phone, the one thing that Gibson needed to realize was a saying that he coined, which was the tyranny of the default. If it's on your phone now, more than likely, it's going to be on your phone forever, and it's never going to go away. Um, so I'm not comfortable with it for that reason. Um, I'm also not comfortable with it just because they're not going to be completely transparent to all users. Yes, people like me and Josh and people who probably watch this show will have some comprehension of how it works. But, you know, like my father-in-law, my mother-in-law, my sons, my wife, none of them are going to have any clue about it except, oh, well, I was, a I was in CVS last week and it said I might have came in contact with somebody who has COVID. You know, that's all they're going to, like, realize if this thing comes to fruition. The good news is they're probably going to be too late with this technology because all of the numbers have already started to go down. Now the newscast is doing its good job of basically trying to scare all the stupid people from not having Corona parties by not announcing uh, clearly. I'll say that most of the numbers in most of the places are actually starting to trend down. And in a way I'm okay with that. Um, 
because stupid people need to have like stuff scared out of them in order to start to act right. Um, but I'm not in favor of, you know, I didn't like the Patriot Act when it came out either. Um, even if you could say it saved lives, even if you could say it stopped something from happening, uh, I, I, I'm not really. Guess what's going to save lives? Liking this. Making people stay in their house and not being able to leave. There's there's places, a lot of Canadians, especially back east, have cottages, which are remote areas, lakes or whatever, and then they go there for a spell in the summer. And they're telling people in, in Ontario and Ottawa, those are two provinces in Canada for anyone who doesn't know, um, <laughs> that they can't go to their, their remote cottages where they will be in contact with no one. Like, wh- I don't understand the, the philosophy behind this, where, you know, you, you cower in place is, is the norm at this point, but don't do it somewhere where there's no one. You know, stay in your apartment, maybe. If you live in an apartment and have a cottage somewhere, stay in your apartment. Don't go into the middle of the woods. And I don't, none of it makes sense, Dor. Uh, well, I'll just say, I'm, I still think, um, I, I don't want to say lucky because luck doesn't exist, period. Randomness exists, okay? I've worked my butt off for over 20 years where I'm at, which I never thought I'd be able to hold a job for 20 years. I've been working there for over 20 years, and I'm not there for the money. I don't get paid good money, but I make enough money with my wife to where we have a three-story townhouse. So thankfully, there's enough square footage where we can go for hours and not see each other. The people I worry about right now are the two types of people that, A, are a larger family in a smaller house, because you're probably driving each other crazy, or two, the person who lives by themselves. This must suck. That's all I got to say. Um, uh, so I understand why some people cannot stay in their house and they feel like they have to go out to do something. I'm not going to judge them saying they're right or wrong. I will say I'm perfectly content staying in this house for another 20 years. I, I agree. And we're in, in the same boat, even more rural and just, it's easy. Well, I mean, it, it's pretty easy for us to, to not go anywhere. Generally we don't go anywhere anyway. But to go back to the Google-Apple collaboration, um, it is all apparently anonymized, but that, that's, what they they, that. that's what they say now. And perhaps it is all oh, daily tokens and whatever kind of tokens, but... I don't, I, I don't care what they say. I want independent third-party auditors to say that not them well and even um, and i haven't heard that even yet. if they do though even if it is now like what what type of small update that isn't being publicized is going to change that from completely anonymous to tracking mechanism right and i can't remember which podcast it was but i know i'll put it like this i know they had people on that were among the elite in technology and they said how many times have we heard in the past X was anonymized yet might take a year, might take two years later when someone takes a look at that data, they're able to narrow in and actually point out, we know exactly who this person is. We know exactly who that person is um, because it's still data. I mean, they're still going to, because look, Facebook's proven we're only separated by everybody by five degrees. Okay. We're very easy to identify by our habits, our rituals, okay, kind of thing. So looking at that kind of Bluetooth data in comparison with either Facebook data, Twitter data, data, Instagram data, yeah. right, 
they're going to be able to find out most people is what I'm going to say. So, um, I mean, feel free to email us and tell us why we're wrong, but I'll tell you, unless you're a true security expert, I'm not going to really waver because I'm old. I've seen this kind of stuff before, like with the Patriot Act. Um, and when both sides agree on something, you're getting screwed. Uh, doesn't matter when Congress and the house and the president all agree on something, you as a citizen are going to get the short end of the stick. When Apple and Google agree on something, there's no doubt it's not in the user's best interest. God and the devil made a pact and you can decide who is who. Yeah. Um, I just put a, I want to take oh, a, if you don't mind, uh, I just put a link into, into the chat, um, YouTube, nine o'clock Eastern, six o'clock, the real time in the world, uh, live, live streaming come to, out to the chat because, um, there's a few people in there now, Red and Rob, good to see you guys, but uh, could use a little more mixing up in there as well. The link that I just put in is uh, from Naked Security, which, oh, Paul. which is a Sophos subdomain apparently, but uh, it's the Signal app, which I can never say his name, Morning Morningwig, who's the guy behind Signal? Moxie. Moxie. Um, and they're talking about which I hadn't heard of before, the Earn Earn It Act, which is right. the legislation uh, legislators. I don't know, is it in the House or the Senate? They're uh, trying to ban encryption or make all encryption have backdoors, which they've been trying to do for years, I understand. But Signal is now saying that if that happens, they're probably going to pull out of the U.S. market, which seems like it would be kind of a tragedy to me. Well... You know, there, I can't, there's a saying or a term I'm either unaware of, or it hasn't been invented yet, but it's like, if you squish down on something, it always finds a way out to come around. You know, if you squeeze like a burger, it comes out of the side. If you squeeze a peanut butter and jelly a sandwich, jelly comes out the other side. It just, it just, it, it has to go someplace. They can do their best job to squash encryption. But it's not going to go anywhere. The genie is out of the bottle. The toothpaste is out of the tube. The light is out of the star. Okay. It's never going to go away again. And to try to put backdoors into anything will just mean backdoors will be everywhere and everyone will be able to get into them, especially the bad actors. Um, I almost want them to pass this law. I almost want them to make encryption illegal just so more people will talk about it because I don't think enough people in this world understand how encryption is everywhere and secures everything from a credit card transaction to a private message with your dearest one. Unless of course you're okay with every celebrities and every politicians like sex pictures going out everywhere on the internet because like, you know, after Wiener, I don't need to see no more, you know? Um, this just proves how completely incompetent everybody is in our government system to think this is a good thing or it's even possible to do. 1984. It's crazy, man. Like uh, all of this stuff, it's, it's the, the, there is no privacy anymore. There is, you know, it's, or there might be, but they're trying to take it away. And that's both sad and something that everyone should stand up and revolt against. Well, they should, but it's going to take 
a pendulum swing really hard in one direction for people to insist it comes back in the other direction. That's why I'm okay with them trying to make this pass because I think that's the only way you're going to get more normal people to care about it and make it an issue. Uh, or just somebody like The Rock to stand up and say it's stupid and then everyone else will just agree. <laughs> yes, I, I saw it in the Fast and the Furious uh, 27. <laughs> they said that. Yeah, they were in their car racing down the highway trying to get privacy back. Very cool. Um, I want to drop a positive link, is what I'll say, in the chat. It comes with two caveats. Number one, if you really like free stuff, um, right now in the Discord, Fizz is like, he's like making me look bad. He is bringing so many free things, whether it's Steam games, whether it's free access to like streaming services during this uh, COVID time, uh, or it's just, you know, discounted uh, apps and stuff. Um, so I found this link, uh, 114 free Google Play Android apps today for 2020 So it's literally posted today because I have to find a way to keep up with this. Okay. <laughs> now, if you would like to um, uh, know about these apps and these sales on streaming services or Steam games or Humble Bundles, there's a link in the notes, join the Discord. And if people join, I'll make a specific channel on the Discord just for these kinds of deals. And then what you can do as a Discord user, you can literally say, I want to mute everything happening on this server because I don't care about these memes. I don't care about this guy building this. All I want is these deals. You can mute every channel except that one. So then you can be notified every time there's a new deal that Fizz found. Um, and I'll say, uh, there was more than a couple in this list that I know Fizz uh, put in the uh, chat last week. But if you need to stay busy, preoccupied, and you don't want to spend a lot of money, this might be a good start. Now, I will say I did go through this list to the best of my ability. Most of these games are unbelievably credible games put out by genuine, like, like top-tier software development companies and are games I've heard of before. So the likelihood that you're going to install one of these things and then it's going to turn into unwanted wear or malware or whatever is incredibly slow or low. Now, the website this is on, I encourage you to have an ad blocker. <laughs> but the apps you get from this page, I think, are completely safe. Every single one of them. There's a lot of stick man going on. Well, you know, they're trying to uh, take this time and get their like uh, foot in the door. Uh, right now, because uh, I will say there are certain like groups of people that are now downloading insatiable amounts of data. I mean, it isn't even the 16th of the month. It is the 16th of the month. I've already used 50 gigs of data this month because, you know. Well, most or I think a lot of uh, providers are are taking off any caps that people have as well. I'm sure that's... They better, but I just got a text message today warning me of my excessive data use. <laughs> T-Mobile. That, that's data on your phone? No, I'm talking about data, like uh, mm -hmm. um, ISP data. Yeah, on my okay. phone. Yeah, well, the main reason I'm using my phone even more now, even though I'm home, working from home, is when the wife is home on Wi-Fi doing work, I'm not going to be the one that's going to slow down the network, causing her to get upset. Because, you know, happy wife, happy life. That's what kids are for. Yes, and yeah, they nonstop watching of YouTube. Yeah, but that's educational at this point. Well, I have made them uh, subscribe to SciShow, SciShow Kids, uh, PBS, um, 
space time uh and like three other channels and i told them look every time there's a new video that comes out i know it and i'm going to quiz you on it and if you get stuff wrong i'm going to take away your devices for like x number of hours of every day so they pay attention to it yeah there is a hell of a lot in this list is what i'm going to say if you go through this list and you're still bored then you have to join the discord server uh because that's where you know all the apps right now are being dropped and in and steam games and GOG games and, you know, streaming services and on and on and on. And if you're still bored after that, make a free Plex account, shoot me your email address. I'll grant you access to my library. You'll at least be able to watch the, um, the, um, castle. Ah. Um, and I'll say it like this. And then if you ask around, you'll find more people have Plex accounts that you didn't know they had one and they'll grant you access to their library too. And you'll have like all of Star Trek, the next generation or something that's worth watching. Uh, going to pull 180 here door. Yep. And it doesn't have anything to do with Android necessarily, but it does have to do with raspberry oh, okay. Pis, And it is while people are at home, there seems to be a, an uptick in alcohol consumption. And my advice would be to learn how to brew beer for anyone that's interested. The link is a, it's a raspberry pie brewery. So it automates the process from boil to mash and uh, everything in between. And so, Very yeah. Good. And I mean, I've, I've got some brewing experience from home brewing to commercial brewing and brewing beer is fantastic and it is a it's also an education in chemistry and some biology as well as to how everything works so i would recommend instead of buying all your beer maybe spend some of that money to buy some cheap brewing equipment and and hit us up at podnuts.com send us an email and i can point you in the direction to do a cheap setup, whether it's with this Raspberry Pi um, automation or not, but beer's good. It is, and I'll say, uh, you ha who, if you've never known anything about beer brewing, I'm going to compare it to pizza. Okay, you can either get a frozen pizza, stick it in the oven, and eat it, and or you can go to the store and just buy beer and drink it, or you can do it yourself. Now, when you make your own pizza, you can you have multiple choices. You can get a, a shell the dough from the store just bring it home flatten it out open up a can of some kind of sauce put it on it if you want buy pepperoni slice it up and cut it up and put it on there and have semi homemade pizza or you can literally create everything from scratch but you can get packs of things to make beer brewing quite literally as easy as making minute rice except for the patience and the monitoring and stuff um so don't be frightened off thinking it's too complex it's not like um, uh, cooking in the sense of it's all by taste and flavor. It's more like baking. If you follow the formula and you sanitize right, what's going to come out the other end is going to be much better than 90% of the stuff you can buy in a store. Yeah, and, and you know, the, the alcohol from, from beer or the alcohol in beer comes from grains, which is you're taking out the sugars basically of grains. So you can buy just cans of of malt extract and then boil it, put the yeast in and darn near be done with it versus getting, you know, the, the proper way to do it would be to get malt and 
and then and mill it up and then extract the 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 ta- the uh, sugars from that. But anyway, going down a tangent, a wormhole which I know a little bit too much about and and am intrigued by. So yeah, hit us up on there. Let's let's talk some beer, somebody. Very cool, very cool. Um, I'm gonna go back toward um Android stuff with a dual prong attack. Okay. Um, Engadget posted an article looking at um Motorola's first high-end phone in years, and they think it's gonna have a complete bezelness uh, display. Is what I want to say. Um, I'll just put it like this: Motorola needs a win badly, like really badly. Um, but if you're on like the news cycle, then you would have already listened to I want to say it was Android Central podcast where they talked with a Motorola exec about their other device that we talked about weeks and weeks ago that comes with a stylus. So if you're a fan of phones with styluses and you're sad that your beloved Samsung Galaxy Note, whatever, doesn't have it anymore, you're going to have an alternative option that's going to cost a lot less here very shortly. And I know about it because I subscribe to Android Central Podcast. And if you would like to know my thoughts on such a thing, I did start a new podcast up called the re the re evolving door. Um, in short, I listened to a lot of podcasts and I thought I wanted to do a podcast review, but I was, but at the time I subscribed to 155 different feeds, which meant if I wanted to do a review of every podcast, even if I talked about it for a minute, that's over two hours. That's too long of a show. So I decided let's start a whole new podcast up each podcast with a goal to be less than three minutes. And it's released every day. So if you want to know what I'm listening to and my short but quick thoughts on what about that feed, even if the feed is retired, uh, I'm I'm still subscribed for a reason to some of them. Um, but the only way you'll know that is if you subscribe to the show. And I beg people, if there's a show that I should be listening to, do not hesitate. Shoot me an email. I will add it to my feed. Um, the example I'll use is working from home today. I've already listened to over 33 hours worth of podcast because you know, that's how I roll. And you're crazy. Uh, well, yeah. Isn't everybody a little bit? Um, but, and I, and I'll put it like this, if this Motorola phone actually comes out with like a bezel-less design, like it looks like, because they, they have what looks like leaked images in on this posting. It looks like a dang sexy device. I actually might consider my next phone being a Motorola phone. And I did not think I would say that uh, again, because I owned the Droid X, the Droid X2, um, at least one or two other Motorola devices because the build quality of those things were just fantastic. Um, and now they've gotten the blur. They've straightened their vision up, you know, and got rid of the blur kind of thing. Um, so now I think they're actually might be poised to make some kind of a comeback. This looks oddly like... Um my huawei p30 not shocked yeah i mean it's i don't know what the size is of it but it looks very similar huh. 6.7 inch it's it's nearly like the size of the first note except all screen all right, i put in a, a link and it's from mobile syrup which is a canadian site and it is the headline is one plus eight series canadian pricing and availability Basically, I just wanted to bring up the fact that OnePlus was bringing out a new phone, the 8, and um, that it looks like it's starting at 8 gigs of RAM and going up to 12 gigs. 
Yep. And uh, yeah, the eight gig version is fourteen hundred dollars Canadian. I can have that phone. Well, I'll tell you this: I had the OnePlus One, fan diddly tastic device. Um, but they've grown out of what I would consider to be my go-to device. With that said, the OnePlus Seven and the uh, I believe it was OnePlus Seven, OnePlus Seven T, and the OnePlus Six are on sale now to where I believe the seven was as low as $400, which I am perfectly content with buying a $400 device with the quality of OnePlus, because here's the real dirty truth to it. OnePlus is not OnePlus. OnePlus is actually a combination of four different companies, including Oppo, Remy, and one or two other ones. Um, And their hardware is unbelievably tight, very good quality. But the dirty secret is nobody has, and I'm saying this nice and slow to make a point, nobody has done Android better than OnePlus. Oxygen OS is the best Android that has ever been created, has the most seamless features, just works like butter, and like nothing drops out of RAM until you decide that it does. Um, by far, number one, best bang for your buck device. It's just that buck is becoming a little bit expensive. Yeah, that's. I was I was actually shocked at the at the price. Yeah, I mean, I, I and I don't blame them because here's to me is the truth. They were super low priced when they started because they had to be. You know what I mean? They had to be. Now they're starting to gain traction. They're starting to be sold by the actual carriers. They're being you know in stores, which means they have to they have to be priced in some way to help pay for that ground rent of that store to pay for those employees to come in, to pay for the insurance for the building, to pay for the electricity that's being used, to pay for the water that's being used. They have to somehow add to that. So that means to me, anything sold in a store is going to be what I consider to be overpriced. Um, that doesn't mean I can't order one off a of Swappa that's lightly used and save like a third of the price, which I, if I would, I would. Um, but I'm just happy that they're that they keep innovating and they keep challenging because yes, this is too much money, but it's still cheaper than virtually every new Samsung, uh, cheaper than a lot of pixels, uh, cheaper than a lot of other choices out there. And I'm happy about that. And I do like mobile syrup. Yeah. Even though I have diabetes. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it, it, uh, I love Canada. Yeah. Um, one, link i'm going to bring up uh, but it, i'm going to actually touch off three different stories with this one link um teardown of huawei flagship phone the one that cannot have android on it uh that is under the embargoes kind of thing the teardown of the huawei flagship phone finds u.s parts despite blacklisting uh they also found u.s code despite blacklisting um which means nobody's taking this thing seriously nobody is the u.s isn't it's all for show dog and pony dog and pony it's all just for a show the chinese government isn't taking it seriously and huawei's not taking it seriously either um also huawei did give away a good number of patents this past week to what's called the oin the open innovation network which is a conglomeration of companies that donate um trademarked copywritten stuff to a greater good to allow anybody to use it. Okay. So Huawei's given up a certain amount of their IP with nothing in return to just give it away. Yes. Companies like 
Google are involved in the OIN. Facebook is, uh, Amazon is, Rackspace is, Cloudflare is, um, Every company you can think of that's right now making lots of money, they're in this network as well, partially because of peer pressure, because the dirty secret is open source is kind of winning. And if you're not in open source, then what's wrong with you? So everyone's now giving away code, including Huawei. Uh, also, Huawei did also just announce the uh, open sourcing of what's called Mindscape Framework, which is a AI app development framework, which again, these guys are, I don't want to say leading the way, but they're doing things ahead of other companies, even though, you know, the world is in air quotes against them. They're still recording record sales. They're still making tons of money. They're still giving away parts of their code just because they can. So hate them all day long, call them evil, say they're, they're tools of the Chinese government. And I'll say, uh, they might be tools of the Chinese government, but something tells me they're trying to also manipulate the Chinese government at least a little bit. I, I'll tell you one thing. I'm really happy with this phone still, and I've had it for, what, six months now, eight months? And yes, I'm. Ivor had asked me that the other day on Voxer about, about the phone, and I think it's great. I think it's a fantastic phone. But again, it's one of those, it's way too much money. Well, you know. I'm not going to say you're wrong. I'll say all phones to me, at least today are at least slightly overpriced. I do think although I've had now two Huawei devices, uh, both of them extremely lower end devices, but still they run just as fast as they did day one. They weren't crazy snappy on day one, but they run just as fast, just as fine. Um, stable is what I'll say. Things don't all of a sudden stop working. If it didn't work on day one, it still doesn't work. If it did work on day one, it, it seems to still work. I'm finally starting to see lower battery life on mine, and partially because, you know, I can't stop loading apps. <laughs> I got a problem. Which one um, are you referring to? Uh, the P20 Lite is the, is the one I have now. And it, and, it, and, it, and it still just works really good, period. I, I, I seriously have no complaints here, especially because it was only 230 bucks. Thank you again, Sir Kevin McLaughlin. Um, and it's just a really tight device. Um, I want other people to compete. So if Motorola can come out with something that competes and, a, and it's a fair price, more power to them. Um, hopefully the Pixel 4a will not be complete junk, will not be buggy, will not treat users like beta testers, and will be fairly priced. But I'm not holding my breath on that one. Speaking of Google junk, I just posted a link in the chat for a website called killedbygoogle.com. It's just a fun graveyard of apps that, that Google has killed. It gives uh, it gives us a, a small description and how long ago it was killed and how long it was in existence before they annihilated it. So it's uh, just an interesting, quick look through for a website, single-page website. Well, and it's telling you the future as well, because right there, uh, like the a fifth one in is Google Hangouts, December twenty twenty. Yeah, yes, it, yes, it tells you future uh, future destruction that Google is planning. Right, and I will say I did take the challenge that was presented by I can't remember if it was Alphabet Scoop or if it was um, uh, Chromecast, like Chromecast podcast kind of thing. Um, one of them stated. Tell me, they like challenge the listener. Tell me one thing Google has ever killed that they charged money for. And they said, because you can't, you can't find one that they did charge money for. 
Um, I will say I found like tangential things like the Google fiber thing. They, they didn't really kill, but they stopped progressing kind of thing. Um, and I know when I went through these kinds of, um, graveyards before with Google, I was able to find like one or two things that technically I think you could have paid for, but, um, not something that was exclusively like a pay for service. Um, this is an interesting which, which one, like, a little apropos. It's called Google Flu Vaccine Finder. It's put together yeah. during the 2009 H1N1 pandemic. Right. I, I do remember that where it, it it would tell you like what is today's uh like threat level. Hmm. Maybe they'll bring it back. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. Um no because everybody else already is. There's like the um uh, um Johns Hopkins coronavirus dashboard second to none nobody can keep up with it and they keep innovating it every couple of weeks. They keep adding things to it. But like, um, um, Rob in the chat says he's on Google fiber still to the state. So they didn't get rid of it. So they stopped expanding it, but they didn't kill it. Um, and I'll say, if you would like to partake live, do not hesitate. Uh, 9 PM is our goal Thursday nights. That's New York. 6 PM. And you can come join us. Oh, 6 PM. <laughs> can do 80 in British Columbia time. One thing I want to mention as well. Um, and it does have an app, and we've we've spoken it about it before, and you've spoken about it on other podcasts. But we're actually Dora and I are, are doing this chat on a Jitsi server, which I installed in my office here, so I'm hosting it locally. And there's an app, and Jitsi is for anyone that doesn't know. It's uh, <laughs> I guess the best way to describe it is it's a Zoom alternative at this point. Well, yeah, it's. A freedom-focused, open-sourced, own-the-code-yourself, no data going through Taiwan or any other country's servers um, to where you can have your own private sessions. You can password-protect um, stuff. And if you don't want to be the nerd, the kind of nerd that installs it yourself, you can just go to meet.jit.si, hit enter, bang. And start your own chat right there. And you don't have to have you don't have to have an account. Like you can, I can send you a link, and just in your browser, you can join the chat. Right, but I will say this: I swear, Josh's installation of this is more solid, runs better, runs smoother than what we were doing on their free service. I'm going to bet that that that's because whatever computer you put this on in your house, you're probably allocating more resources to each session than they can afford to on the public internet. Is what I'm going to guess. Yeah. It's a, it's an Acer Veritron, 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 um, that I had laying around. It was a windows Vista machine. And I honestly can't even remember how much Ram is in it or it's a, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's a, a dual processor. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's been it's been solid every time we used it yeah yeah. and i'll say it like this uh on desktops you there's no artificial necessity to download and install an exe or an installable thing like zoom which i i believe the only reason they have a downloadable installer is so they can tell their investors we have presences on x number of computers because people keep downloading and installing um in the description here are some of the key features unlimited user there's no artificial re re um restriction on the number of users or conference participants server power and bandwidth are the only limiting factors so quite literally if you have the processing power you have the ram and you have the network bandwidth you could host a thousand people 
in one room setting. Um, and like Josh said, you don't need to have a Google account. You don't need to have a Zoom account. You don't need to have a Facebook account or anything. You just literally click the link. Uh, you can lock a room, password protect, encrypted by default. You don't have to do anything fancy to set up encryption. It's encrypted by default, high quality audio and video, which you can easily scale down the quality of video if you want. It's using the Opus and VP8 codec for the nerds out there. Opus is the tightest, best speech modulator, demodulator converter for uh, audio that there is when it's spoken word. And the VP8 is the incredibly light video codec put out by Google, which is the reason why they can do Stadia and YouTube in the numbers that they do. Um, and it runs in any browser. I've not had an issue in any browser. 100% open source. Everything has been vetted by independent third-party people for not having backdoors. Um, I am really upset when I listen to podcast and they say that using zoom is just fine using skype is just fine um if maybe if jitsi uh like hid data maybe if jitsi was not open source maybe if jitsi cost money maybe if jitsi was immoral and unethical and would buy advertising space everywhere then it would be more popular but then me and josh wouldn't use it yes the only thing that i find is that i wish that they had an arm arm version or that it was compatible with arm which doesn't seem to be the case because i would like to try it on a raspberry pi yeah the closest you can get to it is well you can run clients on arm but not the server um you could try to run a exagear vm i think there was another vm where you could run x86 vms on arm architecture but my guess is you're going to lose so much in that change well and and the thing is it was it was i mean there's there's a few hiccups like like everything but it was fairly simple to to install um, they actually have install scripts says you <laughs> well i'm also using a subdomain to run to it but yeah and if anybody has any trouble if they want to install it or any more information aa at podnuts and try to answer as much as we could very cool um, I'm going to bring this one and I'm going to admit, um, I haven't had time to play with this one. Um, and I n never heard of it before is the way I'm going to put it. Okay. It's called ratio. It's a launcher that I want to say it might've been fizz pointed out to me. Um, there's a YouTube video here by tech alter, I think is the name of the, um, channel, um, where he goes through the, uh, details about this launcher and where it came from it came from a company doing hardware their hardware was not incredibly successful because it's really hard to do successful hardware just ask people at pine 64 they're doing it and they're working their butts off um but i digress but everyone who saw the phone fell in love with the launcher so they finally are opening up the launcher for you to use but as of right now it's not in the google play store you literally have to go to blloc.com uh, and then you can be redirected to ratio. And its goal is it, it is a small, minimal launcher designed to refine your smartphone experience. Now, let's put it like this. Here's one of like the Jedi mind tricks that this app is like claims that it can do. Okay. What it claims it can do is basically like, for instance, hypothetically, you don't want to spend as much time in Facebook. Okay. You can say when I launch Facebook, keep the entire app in monochrome, just black and white and shades of gray. Sorry, 
black, white, and shade the gray. And then they say when apps are like that, you're more likely to exit the app quicker because it's not visually stunning, exciting, or whatever. And then if you're okay with it, you can then turn color on by an app-by-app basis. Um, Also, built into the ecosystem, it will tell you your app usage, how much screen time, how how often you loaded the app, uh, how long was your screen open during the day. Um, It has very, like, friendly, I'll say this, text-driven interfaces. Um, I will say... I'm not great at UI, at making things pretty. These guys are very good at taking very simple colors, very simple shapes, very simple patterns, and making them, in my humble opinion, appear elegant. Um, It shows in their website, too. I I really like this website. Yeah, this is the kind of website where I would, if somebody asked me what kind of website I could make and I was okay with lying to them, I'd say, this is the kind I can make <laughs> because I can't, because this looks really good. Um, but if you go towards the bottom, you can get r- ratio, but it makes you select a phone. Okay. And then after, like, if you're not in the list, you can click other, and then you get another list that lists like another, you know, 40, 50 phone. And if your phone is not in this list, they ask you to tell them what kind of phone you have and hit it and like, like send it to them. Um, which I don't know why they just don't have it in the Google play store, but I digress. Um, I am going to load this thing up and just see how it is. I'm still using the AIO, um, uh, app that, uh, launcher that I brought two or three months ago and it's working perfectly fine. One would say, uh, but I would like to play with this at least a a little bit. Yes. It's, I like it. I like it. Um, and I'm I'm a little bit confused though as far as okay never mind I found it there's a small list of it's not a very big list of phones Samsung well but then you can hit other and you'll see a bigger list Samsung where, <laughs> that's right that's right where they actually <laughs> yeah. where they actually do have some show me and Huawei, Huawei de- devices on the list um cool. yeah yeah it's I beautiful. mean. Yeah, and I just like the idea of this. So I am going to try to download and play with it. We'll see if it actually stays on my device, though. I don't know. Very this, cool. This is um, an app that I don't fully understand, and if anybody could <laughs> help me out understanding it, it'd be great. It's called Dav X5 Cal Dav Card Dav Client, and okay. The only reason that that I've installed it is because it was a requirement. Um, for what I wanted to do with Nextcloud. So I installed Nextcloud on a Raspberry Pi 4 with 4 gigs of RAM. And my ultimate goal is to get off of the, the Google infrastructure completely. And therefore, I wanted a to run my calendar through Nextcloud. And in order to do that and sync it between devices, apparently you need to install this app, which I did but I don't know if it's working and it keeps popping up that I need to give it syncing uh, syncing capabilities from the firmware for Huawei. And I've done whatever I can to do that. And I still get this pop up. So it's been around yeah. forever as far as I can tell. Yeah. Um, and it has high ratings, but I need to dive into it further and trying to get it to work with Nextcloud wasn't, the simplest, I guess. And I'll say the video in the Play Store was well produced, but it tells you nothing <laughs> about the app. 
Like literally it's pretty lots of colors and shapes, but yeah, it doesn't tell you anything. Um, I'm not going to claim like I know exactly, but this is the way I defined it in my head. WebDAV and CalDAV are like saying SMTP or IMAP or POP3. Their protocol is used to communicate between instances. So your next cloud is going to be the server with the database on it, with the calendar on it, with all the information, and you want to sync your client to it. Um, most, um, most calendaring systems on your Android device are expected to use the Google calendar itself or just be a standalone calendar. So you have to install this app to basically impersonate a calendar delivery system on an operating system level. So when you open up your calendaring app of choice, like business calendar or something else, you can say, I want to subscribe to this account's calendar. And you're actually subscribing to this application which then is subscribing to your next cloud. It's the go-between. It's the is middle. It, is it a protocol then? Would... Uh, WebDAV and CalDAV is a protocol, yes. Okay. That makes that makes more sense, I guess. But then I suppose, I mean, this app cost me like $5.50. So I know. Uh, well, because like here's like the dirty gimmick. Like whenever you've opened up a calendaring thing on any Android device, has it ever asked you for a username or password? No, it never has because the operating system takes care of that. By default, to best of my knowledge, the Android operating system does not support connecting to CalDAV or WebDAV on its own because it wants you to be a Google person. Um, so I'm sure if you buy like the Huawei device that has none of the Google stuff on it, they'll actually have a WebDAV protocol built into it to access the calendaring solutions. Um, because I am also, I don't use calendaring a lot is what I'll say. I really don't. I should, but I don't. So I also am going to uh, try to use my next cloud for not only calendaring, but also for email. See if I can add like six email accounts to it and have it usable is my goal. Uh, yes. Yeah, exactly. That's another step. Um, okay. Well, I'll just uh, hammer away. At that. And I, I suppose the main barrier has been this pop-up saying that you need to allow auto-syncing through the Huawei firmware. And I went through all the directions and did everything, and the pop-up still comes up. So mm. might just have to get a hammer out. Well, I'll put it like this. Huawei devices do a modestly better job, in my opinion, on security. Um, what I mean by that is on Asus devices I've had and Huawei devices I've had, I keep having to re-authenticate LastPass's access to have like, uh, I don't want to say root level access, but have really deep level access into the operating system. Um, even if I green light it five minutes later, it's gone away again. Um, it wouldn't shock me if Huawei keeps refusing to have this app access because it isn't like something that they trust is what I want to guess. I don't know. Uh, I would be interested if anybody else is running this on any other devices and if they have any kind of like similar experiences. Yeah, again, DAV, X5, CalDev, CardDev. Client. And it's got 2,300 reviews and 4.6 average reviews. So, I mean, people are using it and apparently it, it does what it's supposed to do. But uh, I appreciate that door. Um, I appreciate the, I understand it a bit better as to what it's actually doing. So... Well, and I'm sorry, I said it wrong. Okay. WebDAV is like a file protocol. Think of it like Samba. CalDAV is the calendaring protocol. 
card dav is the contacts people protocol to where like if you want your thunderbird to connect with gmail's contact list you literally end up using a card dav protocol to connect the two okay yeah that makes sense very cool um i'm gonna bring a extremely timely app partially because i think it's funny and partially because it might be useful to people okay literally it might be but it you're requiring you're being (laughs) you're you have to rely on people around you being nice okay it's literally an application from Stephen Hannes. I would say Hain- Hainus. 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 Stephen Hainus. Uh, categorized under tools. E for everyone. Does contain ads. No in-app purchases. It's called ICTP. I-S-E-E space T-P. Uh, no reviews. Uh, updated April 9th, 2020. Size variables with device. Five whopping <laughs> installs which means it might not give you enough information yet. Um, not quite yet. Um, but basically what this device's goal is to help you find TP if you need it. If you're like morally opposed to bidets, uh, what the, and the reason why this app, it almost can't be successful is I, as a user have to log in. I have to report places where I found toilet paper. Um, it's one of those concepts, you know, if people were better and this caught some traction, it might help somebody out there from ripping up a phone book and like re reusing it kind of thing. Um, but I saw it and I said to myself, I have to bring it partially because it wouldn't shock me if apps like this start to come with a play store that really do have unwanted wear embedded in them because when people are desperate, they're desperate. I don't even, I don't even know where to go door. It's fantastic. Well, you obviously don't need TP. <laughs> I don't need TP. I don't. If anybody wants to buy some, I got some. Gotcha. Uh, this app <laughs> is is called Draw Cartoons 2. It's by Zel- Zelvika Mobile Cartoons. It's under comics. I think I, think, uh, I paid $3.49 for it. That, um, 70, 77 megs. Current version 0.9.5, updated March 12th, 10 million plus installs. Oof. Yeah, 278,000, almost 279,000 reviews, 4.5 average. And uh, it's for making cartoons. Yeah, there's templates and characters and icons and, and items. And basically choose your characters and move them in quite a few directions and you can also create your own characters while you're developing your own characters you can create the movements whether it's arms or legs or hands or paws or heads create each still or your animated series or animated cartoon or whatever yeah it's actually it's quite fun it takes a little bit of time to to figure out how to to make a move and how to go to the next cell of the cartoon frame, but uh, it's it's actually quite impressive and and quite fun. Well, without sounding dumb, a lot of people have a lot of time on their hands, so you know it's okay if it takes a lot of time. Um, the next one I'm going to bring. Can I, I hold on, Dora? Do, I just wanted to say something yeah. else that that um, there are a couple of programs that are on sale right now called doodly and toonly and one of them you know the like the whiteboard 
animation that is everywhere now for for describing how things work. You know, I'm talking about like a handle come and you'll just see it drawing. And so one of them mm-hmm. is for creating those type of animations. And the other one is similar to that app that I just brought. And so I bought both of those because they're it's the whole one-time price. Usually it's a monthly fee. And it was, I think, $67 US to buy either of those two. Yeah, oh, wow. and they're, they're like $50, $60 a month programs apparently. And so... Yeah, just if, if anyone's interested, I haven't used them yet because I spent a little bit of time today trying to install Wine on Ubuntu, which is now apparently more difficult than it should be to install um, because they're only Windows and Mac compatible. But if anyone's interested in that, hit us up too, and I, I can send a link as to um, for that, that promo to get a one-time price for those two applications. Very cool. Um, I honestly wish I was more creative, but I'm not. I have no talent. I can make kids. <laughs> well, actually, I can't. I need somebody else to help me with it. But I'm not. I'm not offering um, my services. Thank you. Um, my wife. Okay, first off, big huge thanks to Chad Corey. Besides being one of the nicest guys I know, um, guy who really works his tail off, kind of thing for everybody else. Um. I told him that uh, the wife was a huge fan of Disney everything, and we did not have a Disney Plus account, so he literally shot me his creds. Then we went to try to put it on our four to five plus year old Roku, and it wouldn't install because it said we needed a newer Roku. Um, on right now, I'm like, you know, I spend money. I don't care, whatever. We both are working forty hours a week. We both have jobs. I don't care. Spend money. Um, and I'll say right now is the time to invest. Two ways. One, if you have money, invest in companies like Roku, because right now they're making a killing. Two, if you don't have money, it's time to invest in yourself. Learn something, okay? Don't just be like me and watch memes all day. Um, So we got a brand new Roku device, and I explained to the wife how she has the remote. The remote has the little headphone jack in it. She can watch whatever she wants, and I can go to sleep. Um, But then I showed her this app. It's called Numote, N-U-M-O-T-E, Remote for Roku. I'm 99.999% sure this app is completely uh, open source, um, uh, uh, free, like in the clear code kind of thing. It does have some kind of in-app purchase. I can't remember what it is, to be honest. Um, But this is by far the most versatile Roku remote I've ever seen. It's called Numote Remote for Roku by Andrew Studios Productivity Apps. Only 13 reviews somehow. E for everyone. Again, free to download. 4.2 average reviews. Updated January 16, 2020. 21 megs in size. 1,000 plus installs. Current version 2.1.3. 6.0 Android NUP. Content rating, of course, E for everyone. Uh, $3.99 for the in-app purchase, which I honestly, I think was nothing more than saying thank you to um, him. It only needs access to internet to run its uh, a startup and draw on top of other apps because it's supposed to be like a widget thing as well. Uh, by far, I can tell you right now, the most customizable Roku app I've ever seen. And we we have brought Roku and XBMC type um, remotes on this show literally for about a decade, okay? This is by far the best one I've ever seen in my life. Uh, you can just run it as a widget, as a floating widget, or as a full-fledged app everything is customizable. You can have instant Disney plus buttons right there. You just click it and bam, it loads Disney plus. Um, 
You can customize like fast forward 30 second buttons. Um, you know, if you never want to touch like uh, the volume, you don't have to get rid of that button. Um, by far, again, I can't say it enough. Best dang remote app I've seen for the Roku and the wife loves it. Happy wife, happy life. The Roku, I had a Roku before. Now I have an Amazon Fire Stick, whatever the hell it's called. Um, but that that headphone jack in the Roku remote is brilliant. And I, I wish that the uh, the Amazon had the same. Because now there's just, without getting Bluetooth headphones, I suppose, uh, with our receiver. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know that it's possible to listen to something without having the speakers on and just being able to plug in headphones into that remote jack. It was great, except for when you walk out of range to do something and then it just blares on the speakers anyway. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, she's in love with it. And she even said like, well, they want to charge me like an extra $10 if they give me the headphones. I'm thinking to myself, Roku is one of the few companies out there that I swear cannot even pronounce the words planned obsolescence because nothing they make seems to die. Okay. We've had that damn Roku for easily five years, never an issue, never slowed down. It finally didn't work with something with Disney plus. So I said, go ahead and buy a new one. And she said, should I buy the one with the headphones in it? Yes. I want to give Roku more money because I want more companies like Roku who don't take sides like Google, like Apple, you know, constantly fist fighting over everybody else, where Roku's literally the guy in the middle of the party just saying, can't we all just get along? <laughs> because that's their goal, is to just make everybody happy. Well, I I, I preferred the Roku, for sure, but uh, there was something was something to do, I think it was with Amazon Prime, and it wouldn't, Roku wouldn't uh, play their app, or some other app that I needed. And in Canada, the, the Roku apps were extreme, everything else. Gotcha. Well, I'll say it's been enough for the wife to watch certain things, and that's all that I care about. I don't touch the damn thing. Got a an IQ test for you, Dor. Huh. It's by digerati.cz, and it's under. Um, my wife and I the other night, for some reason, IQ tests came up. Oh, we were <laughs> we we're trying to remember what is it, Mansa? Um, Mensa. Yeah. See, obviously, I'm not. In- um, and trying to just think of what it was. And then it turns out that you have to have a certain IQ in the 98th percentile or something before you can join Mensa. And so, uh, neither of us knew what an IQ test actually was, you know? So I started looking at, at what is on an IQ test and came up with this app, uh, just to see what type of content is in, on an IQ test. And so uh, I went through it quicker than I probably should have because it was late and I needed to go to bed. But um, it's, yeah, there's not questions about the first Star Trek or anything like that. There's a lot of, uh, a lot of squares and circles and triangles and other sort of, uh, I don't know if it's um, a Mason stuff or what, but. Yeah, it's, it's quite fun to go through and have them tell you how stupid you are at the end. Well, um, okay, weird tangent here. There was a public enemy song called Anti-Blankety-Blank Machine, a word that I can't say because I'm white, and this is a family-friendly show. Um, But when I look at this 
app, I'm reminded human beings are pattern recognition machines, but I say it in the same pattern as that song said, anti blankety blank machine. I always do. I can't help it because I'm a pattern recognition machine. <laughs> um, back in the day, IQ tests were extremely biased and extremely uh, geared towards weird people. Again, weird Western educated, industrialized, rich democratic nations. So if you were not in that group of people and you took an IQ test back in the day, you would score much less, which just made the other people think, oh, 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 look at that savage. He cannot score high on our IQ test. Uh, but then they started to change the IQ tests around the 80s and 90s to be more not based on language, not based on culture, not based on that kind of education, but trying to base it more on just cognitive ability is the way that I'll put it. Um, this is a test trying to make this to see if you can perceive if a and then B and then C, and then you have H and then J and then I, and I show you X and Y what comes next, but they try to make it more complex than just that. Um, I remember taking this kind of IQ test in, I want to say eighth grade. And I ended up taking the test which the lady told me at the end, most people only take the test for like 10 minutes. I sat in the room for an hour because they kept giving me questions. They kept just giving me questions. They kept just giving me questions. Um, I had fun. Um, this is just one type of measurement. Um, I wish I had the 3D printed thing I brought to work, but of course I don't have it. This is just one measurement, one angle of perception into a human's cognitive ability. Uh, and I'll say this, the stupidest people I've ever met in my life are part of medicines. Okay. Uh, James Randy, amazing Randy. If you don't know who James Randy is, please never talk to me again. Uh, but James Randy said the easiest to fool people are the people who believe they're the smartest people in Mensa literally believe they're better than everybody else because that's what their group tells them. Um, I'm, I implore people to take this test just to take it for fun. Uh, just to, you know, see what you get and then take it again. Because if it really is an IQ test and you take it a hundred times, your score should never change. But guess what? Every time you take it, you're going to get a different score. Well, I think this one actually has the same questions, maybe even going through. Um, but it is, yeah, it's just uh, sequences and patterns. I don't know. It's it's yeah, quite they... fun. I enjoy that kind of mind twisting. But I also don't, I don't believe or don't think that if you get all of these right, you're smarter than anyone else. Anybody else, right? And I love the very first review I see is by um, I can't uh, I can't see the guy's name, but it's called Does Matter Matter. I was a bit it was a bit too easy. I was expecting a bit more stimulation. The last question was the only one I had any issue with. I did miss three though, so it's not too too easy. But this only measures pattern recognition and not logical abilities like mathematics and language. So it's not a true IQ test. And the uh, avatar <laughs> is Kim Jong-un wearing a Make America Great Again hat. Uh, I mean, I just had my entertainment for the night fulfilled. Imagine, imagine if those two had a baby. I think I need to change the topic because I don't want that to happen. Okay. Um, uh, the next thing I'm going to bring, it's called a game, and they say it's role-playing, but I'm going to say it's not. Either one of them. 
It's not role-playing and it's not a game. What I will say, this is therapy, mental therapy hidden in a interactive, immersive ecosystem. Okay. This is called Sky Children of the Light um, by that game company, Inc. Role-playing uh, 100,000, 111,000 plus reviews, everyone 10 and up, everyone 10 and up. This is pretty safe for pretty much everybody to play. Uh, does have some kind of in-app purchase. I can't remember what it is. Uh, completely free to download. Uh, 4.7 average reviews, 111,000 reviews, 4.7 average. That's pretty, you know, dang high. That's what I'm going to say. Um, updated April 11th, 2020, size 7.6. Uh, installs 1 million, current version 0.9.1. I literally believe this app launched less than a week ago. Okay. And it already has a million plus installs requires 8.0 Android and up again, content rating, everyone 10 and up does have some fantasy violence is what I'm going to say after I clicked the button and didn't mean to. Um, and it, uh, does have in-app purchases for 99 cents up to 50 bucks. I really don't remember what it is. Um, permissions, photos, media, storage, camera, other. So obviously it wants you to take a picture for like your avatar kind of thing. Um, this is, is a very slow discovery type game where you can team up with other people online and discover things about, I want to say it was seven or eight worlds that exist. Um, and, um, you basically go around with other people. If you want discover beings, places, interactive elements, and find gateways to other worlds. And they do plan on like constantly churning out more content, more worlds, daily specials, weekly specials kind of thing. So I think what you have to pay for now that I remember that you have to pay for early updates where if you don't pay, you just wait a little bit longer and then you get them. Um, there's no like shooting people in the head. There's no teabagging. There's no people insulting everyone's mother with this kind of game. It's literally just a very calm game. We're in a third person view. You just go around the world, walk around, fly around the world and just find stuff. And it's, it's beautiful. Like it's a, it's a really, it's a really pretty game. It's, it's almost a calming. Um, I'm drawing a blank now, but what's that game where you have to go around and, uh, oh man, unlock this. It's a 3d and it moves around. Like a Escher painting. How old? Uh, pretty old. It's one of the best games that's ever been made. Mist? No, 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 no. It's an Android. Oh, Monument Valley. Yeah, that's the one. All I could think of, I knew it was Valley. All I could think of was Stardew Valley. Um, and not that same thing, but I get the same feeling as Stardew Valley by looking. Right, like the same Yeah, Valley. by looking at it. Yeah, so if you don't want to shoot people in the head and you're tired of watching insulting uh youtube stuff um and you're like don't want to watch tiger king oh my god then why don't you take a break Guilty. download Guilty. sky children <laughs> of the light and uh, you know slow down take a load off de-stress oh, i should have looked for a tiger king Sorry. app for you door although it's probably the walmart app <laughs> um <laughs> this app is it's called color grab Color detection by Loom Lumatics, and it's a it says it's a photography app. Uh, 
and it has 1 million plus installs, 4.8 megs. Last updated December 3rd, 2017. Apps that doesn't really need to be updated. And the permissions, it needs your photos, media files apparently, the camera, storage, other networks, control the flashlight, set wallpaper, full network access. And it's basically, it's exactly what it says. It's a color detection. You can use your camera to put it up to a color and it will give you um, the hex, the hex code for that color. Uh, and uh, like the RGB for the color. Um, I, yeah, I was, I was looking, I wanted to incorporate a color into a website and uh, wasn't sure how to do it and found this app and just scanned it. And it was very simple and it just comes up with the hex code for the color. And that's what, that's what uh-huh. it does. And I love one of their examples is looking at a John Deere tractor <laughs> because, you know, John Deere green is a thing. It is a thing. And on a tangent of my own, uh, I've, I, we received a um, Kubota flyer in our newspaper and living on a small acreage. It'd be really nice to have a small tractor with a digger and a bucket on it. And so I gave that to him. And he sits on his little toilet and looks at the Kubota tractor uh, flyer. And so I'm having him, you know, put little tidbits into his mother's ear about how we need a Kubota. And he says Kubota and orange tractor. So hopefully that'll work. Uh, Well, I would say it can't hurt. I hope it doesn't is what I'll say. Um, Okay, what I'm going to bring here is another, I'll say this, it's another game where you don't shoot anybody. Um... But it is the kind of game that if you play uh, and you um, listen to it and you read it, it might tug at your heartstrings is the way that I'll put it. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce this. I have no problem saying, and why did this lose connection? There you go. Okay. Um, It is a game, and it, it is a game. I have no problem saying that this one's a game. It's called EQQ0. I don't know if it's pronounceable. I'm just going to call it EQQ0 by Parallel Studio Adventure. Everyone 10 and up. Again, everyone 10 and up, 823 reviews, 3.5 average reviews. Uh, it is eligible for the family library updated January 8th, 2020, 31 megs in size, 50,000 installs, current version 1.3, 5.0 Android and up. Um, some fantasy violence, some blood. Uh, it wants Wi-Fi information, photo storage, Google Play license check. Um Oh yeah, three hours and forty nine cents to buy. This was a game that I want to say Fizz did drop in the chat to where it was either free or extremely reduced. Is what I want to say. Um, right now in the U.S., three dollars and forty nine cents. Um, long story short, um, you're a you control the environment around a child that is completely blind, um, and your goal is to help get this egg back to the right spot is the way that I'll put it. Um, unbelievably beautiful, simplistic graphics. Um, but I, I, again, I usually like when I see a video for a game in the play store, I must laugh at the video cause they're so bad. This one, I really do like the fact that it basically instantly shows you a really quick prelog to the game and then just gets you straight to the gameplay. And then it shows like a good two minutes plus of gameplay. Um, 
gorgeous is again i cannot say enough gorgeous gorgeous game i encourage people to go just look at the video for this eqq zero and just look at how like proper touchscreen game design can be is the way that i'll put it um about three quarters of the way through you start to see more of the interactive things that you have to do as like um the like looking over this blind kid's shoulder to help him get around the world to deliver his egg to its final destination. It does. It looks beautiful as well. Um, EQQ, eco, eco. Um, sure. <laughs> the definition uh, is a meditative, not a definition, but the, the blurb first couple lines is uh, a meditative experience that lives from the puzzle storing storytelling architecture and relationship that builds up to the blind boy during the roughly five hours of playtime. But I also noticed at the end of the video, it said it was available May 5th. So, but it, it, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking that they're reusing video from another platform and it was available last May. That's what I'm going to guess. It looks like somebody, it looks like it's VR too. It could be. I, I, I was just looking at the, the first review and it said played without VR on one plus five. So I was assuming, but that's making an ass of you and me. So yeah, that's, that's a good one. That, that actually brings us to 10, 10 apps. Cool. Um, you want to empty your tank? Um, let me just go like this, take a quick look, take a quick jab. Oh, there is at least one app I want to bring and I'm bringing it because I don't believe it. I don't believe it. Um, because there is an old adage in computing that the graybeards back when they had to use vacuum tombs and punch cards in computers. And there was a saying that it still holds true in 2020. And that is garbage in garbage out. You can't get past it. Okay. Dolby on record audio and music by Dolby laboratories, Inc music and audio, 141 reviews. E for everyone, completely free to download, no in-app purchases, no in-app ads, 4.5 average reviews, updated March 26, 2020, 44 megs in size, 50,000 plus installs, version 1.0.1, 7.0 Android and up, uh, permissions, Wi-Fi, photo, I don't know why, camera, don't know why, storage, microphone, other. Um, this app promises to transform your phone into a powerful recording tool with just one tap. Record songs, sounds, instruments, podcasts, rehearsals, voice memos, ideas, lyrics, beats, and more with incredible audio quality. What? Um, they're going to magically make your microphone better? Because with normal recorders, you can save at Wave or AUG or MP3. They could be doing some kind of like noise cancellation. They could be doing some kind of compression. They could be doing some kind of condensing. They could be doing some kind of manipulation to the recording. Um, but sometimes people want what it sounds like, not what an application thinks it should sound like. So it's free, no harm in checking it out. If you want to try to record, whether it be a band playing or you want to record a meeting at work that you're not supposed to record, um, then you might want to download this application and give it a try. Um, don't be shocked if the quality doesn't like wow you because I cannot see how they're going to take the crappy mic built into your phone and record 
spectacular audio. I'm sure it's a fine recording app is what I'll say. That makes no sense. <laughs> that makes... Well, you know, it has electrolytes, what plants crave. <laughs> I mean, that's the only thing I can think of. Um, and I am going to bring one more just for giggles. Um, and this is because this is the kind of app I encourage um, nobody to get to play with, to use, unless you want to know what kind of uh, down and dirty things are happening on your Android device, or you're just a security professional that wants to have some practice. Okay. I believe this is called Dre Dreneg by Orange Services SRL under Tools E for Everyone. Completely free to download. No in-app purchase. No ads. 39 reviews. 4.2 average reviews. Updated March 12, 2021. Uh, 17 megs in size. 1,000 plus installs. Current version 1.0.8. 5.0 Android. No, that's a lot. Content rating E for Everyone permissions it's going to need a good amount of access device app history wi-fi device id phone uh close other applications control vibration view network full network access uh run at startup and here's the reason why uh if anyone is aware of uh like the guy um who works in a enterprise environment who you call the sniffer this is the guy who can tell you what on your network is behaving what on your network is misbehaving and what is it doing what is it connecting to when is it connecting to and then it's your job to find out why it's connecting to okay this app can give analysis to a website or to an application to tell you what servers this application is connecting to what other um components in your phone is this application connecting to um what kind of data is this application sending over the network? Um, and like basically do a complete breakdown with really pretty graphs, a complete breakdown of what kind of activities are happening on your phone that you really don't know what they're doing. So if you're okay with becoming disturbed by the things that are happening on your device, then go ahead and download this application. Um, D-R-A-E-N-E-G. I believe it's pronounced Dre-Neg. Uh, and then you can do some analysis on your phone. You don't need root, but this can tell you like what is going on in an application or a website. Who is it connecting to and what kind of information it's sharing. Um, it's an eye-opener app is the way I put it. And I think that's going to basically be everything from me this week here, Josh. I just want to, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just a soft mention here at the end. Progressive web apps are apparently becoming even more of a real thing. Uh, YouTube TV is another Chromebook PWA progressive web app that you can install directly from the Play Store. Uh, there's now two or three Google services where if you're on a Chromebook and you go to install them, it actually installs it as a progressive web app and not a actual like APA, APK installable application. Yeah, that'll be that'll be interesting going forward to see how that works. Yeah, I mean, it, since they control the device, the hardware, the operating system, the browser, it should be a seamless experience where to where the user shouldn't even be able to tell. So would would a progressive web app like that um, between? I mean, would it be the same app between an iOS device and an Android device? Um, I'll say it can be. There's no reason why it can't be. Uh, mainly because 
Today's modern browsers agree on a lot of HTML, CSS, and JavaScript methodology kind of thing. So if they code it correctly with HTML5, uh, there's no reason why you couldn't offer the exact same experience. Yeah, and that's what I was thinking. And I mean, that's that's a dream for developers. <laughs> well, it's well, it's. I'll say this: it might be a utopia that could potentially become a dystopia. You know what I mean? Where you're thinking you're walking down the yellow brick road, about to like enter the golden gates, and then you know, all of a sudden, stuff goes bad. I'll just, Nothing is perfect, but this is the kind of thing that could make certain development so much more simplified. All right. Um, the apps that we are Jitsi Meet by 8 by 8 Inc., which is a communication app. Um, Dora likes to bring the ones that are hard to pronounce. So B-L-L-O-C, Block, we'll call it, um, by Block. Dav X5, CalDav, CardDav, Client by Bitfire Web Engineering, Productivity. ICTP by Stephen Haynes under Tools. Draw Cartoons 2 by Zalvika Mobile Cartoons under Comics. Numote, Remote for Roku, Andrews Studio, Productivity. IQ Test by digerati.cz entertainment sky children of the light by that game company inc role-playing color grab by lumatics photography eqqo by parallel studio adventure dolby on record audio and music early access by dolby laboratories inc music and audio and drainag Orange Services SRL under tools. Very cool. Thank you very much, Josh. Uh, is there any last words you would like to have? Yeah, there's something that you had said earlier um, that made me think of a line from a movie, and I'm going to throw it out there, and I want somebody to send in uh, what they think the movie is from. And it's a giant robot, and the line is, fish, plankton, and protein from the sea. Okay. Um, I would like to thank everyone. I don't believe we actually had any emails that we missed, even though we haven't been on for at least a week or two. Um, but I want to say thanks to everyone for any support you give to anybody in the network. And we're all family here. So, uh, I definitely thank, uh, Wiz W4XX, Rob, Red, um, Jay. Swift, uh, Charles, um, and more than a couple of people who, who decided to come out this evening, I tried to keep up with the chat. Uh, it is made slightly easier to keep up with the chat. Thanks to OBS remote on my Android device to where I can change, uh, what scene is being shown on YouTube. And I learned about that app from Lennox Gamecast, Ven Stone and the guys over at Lennox Gamecast. If you are not opposed to hearing mature words, and you're interested in Linux gaming whatsoever, you need to go check out Linux Gamecast. It's the least I can do is mention them for all the stuff that Ven has done for everybody else in podcast. And also in the um, chat was uh, Ivor's better looking twin brother, Eric. And Eric, Swift. Eric. If you, oh. Yeah. That was a good chat tonight. Thanks, guys. Yeah, yeah it was very good. Um, and I'll say uh, again, AAA at podcast.com. 
easy email, 7076podnut to send us a voicemail. Uh, thank you for sharing any of our, any of our content. Thank you for uh, sending any feedback in. Uh, the best thing you can do for us is not to leave a review on any platform. In reality, you're helping the platform. If you want to help us out, take the link, small, handcrafted, locally sourced link, and share that with someone you consider a friend, someone you consider smart, and say, hey, why don't you check this out? Uh, because just giving a review on any platform has never helped any podcast whatsoever. Because ask yourself, when was the last time you said, let me go look for podcast? Oh, let me go look at these reviews below. Huh, that review really influenced me. No, it doesn't happen, okay? Um, the only reason to leave a review is to help the platform where the review is on. I've been doing this for easily thousands of hours. I kind of know a thing or two. So when you hear a podcast say, you want to help us out, leave a review, don't. Send them an email. Let them know you like them. Send an email. Let them know you care about them. But don't leave a review, okay? And with that, I thank everyone again for their support. Thank everyone for their feedback. Thank everyone for everything. And we'll hopefully talk to everyone again next week. Take it easy. Hi, this is Matt from the MRP Tech Podcast. I would like to invite you all to take a listen to my show, the MRP Tech Podcast, on the Podnuts Network. The theme for my show is Everyday Tech for Everyday People. We talk about Windows, Mac, Linux, iOS, Android, Chrome OS, and anything else technology-related. You can find us on iTunes, and you can find us by searching in any podcatcher. We hope you take a listen, and let us know what you think. Music provided by Steve Cherubino at stevecherubino.com.